Hello, everyone. Welcome to Popcast on the Rocks, episode 82. We're back on a Wednesday, and we're here to talk about pop culture things that interest us, and sometimes there's whiskey. I am John, and this week we're joined, as always, by Andrea and returning guest, Peter. Welcome, you guys. Thanks, Thanks happy for to be me. here. Yeah. Uh, it's good to have you both, Andrea. I mean, of course, mm -hmm. obviously, and, and Peter, it's been a little while since you've been here. Moment or two, yes. Yep. Um, Back by popular demand, I understand, so uh, I just couldn't right. stay away. That's right. We couldn't hold you back any longer. I got to know. I got to know. So based on the text and emails you've been receiving, how have my supporters been taking my absence? It's been rough. It's yeah. been rough. Not well. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, but we've oh, been stringing my... him along, like you know, he's, he'll be back, <laughs> giving him hope, giving him a little tease. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, well, we're everybody's... here to reward. They're in for a treat. Our our audio listeners are missing out because you've got a fabulous shirt on tonight. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I described everybody your shirt. Um, and you've real... got a new background going on, so you're just well, you're moving on up. Well, you know, I like quite to keep literally, it, you know, I think. Yeah, guessing. Yeah, the penthouse studio. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, I said there's sometimes sometimes there's whiskey in this. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Andrea, we got some drink holidays this week. Yes, we do. We do. So, a couple of days ago on November eighth, it was Harvey Wallbanger Day. Um, if you know what's in that, there's a. It's a fun little cocktail. Little orange juice, Galliano, and vodka. Um, okay. So it's kind of like a little, you know, the screwdriver, yeah. but extra, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a little attitude thrown in there. Um, and then tomorrow, the 11th, it's Tempranillo Day, which is a certain kind of wine uh, grown with grapes found in a certain region of Spain. Um, and then the day after that, Friday, it is simply International Happy Hour Day. So, hmm. you know, whatever, whatever is your drink of choice at happy hour, celebrate because it's a Friday and it's happy hour day. And I am certainly doing so with one of my favorites to order at happy hour, which is just a whiskey seven. So oh, okay. today it is true. Sometimes there's whiskey. Mm -hmm. All right. Peter, you bring a, a cocktail or libation of, of your choice. I, uh. I more specialize in the vessel than the uh, right than the it's liquid. True. I'm uh, rocking Ooh. a Moon Knight pint glass. Excellent. We'll get into nice. more things Moon Knight later in the uh, podcast. Yeah. I understand, but uh, well, yeah, we just filled it up with uh, you know some yellow soda. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, to not be. Uh... Yeah, to not label it, we'll blur out well, any logos. Yeah, you know, until uh, <laughs> until I re receive compensation. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'll give you a hint. It's got yellow number five in it. So okay, <laughs> perfect. All natural. Um, yeah, I've got uh, a rum drink I made. I'm calling it uh, the uh, like sunset of Arrakis. How about that? Ooh, oh, all right. Well yeah. I was I was like, oh, is he gonna call it like the sandworm? He's gonna call it the spice. Like <laughs> Dude, you know the sandworm has a real wrong. worm in the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, right. Yeah. Hey, the spice would be good. Right. That would be good. Yeah, put, you know, kind of a Christmassy drink coming up. You know, some you, nutmeg on top. You know, I feel yeah. like one of these days we should release like a podcast drink book because 
we just make up some stuff and it's it's pretty excellent a lot of the time so i feel like you know speaking of our fans clamoring for things a drink calendar so you do one a month you know (laughs) and it can coincide with the release date of a movie each when it came out historically and a drink tied to it all right. Are you putting up the ingredients so the uh, viewers online can uh, mix their libation? And uh, that's what we're you know, that's what we're gonna have to start doing. Yeah. Honestly, we haven't done that before, but yeah, we're gonna have to start. You know, it'd be a fun thing to do this winter. It'd be mm-hmm. to produce a few videos where because I've always wanted to do a, like cocktail making a video kind of yeah. thing, and so prep a few in advance and uh, and then throw that video segment in. That'd be fun. This is the rum. It. Uh, pomegranate juice, orange, and we have this uh, Japanese sparkling soda or sparkling mm-hmm. water. It's uh, with like mikan juice, some mm-hmm. mikan fruit. So, yeah, Ayo. it's good, refreshing. Oh, and I love that you themed it for doing sunset mm-hmm. of Arrakis. Far out, man! You mm-hmm. do that every time. <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah i feel like we we kind of ro- rock it between you know matching our drink to the holiday or matching our drink to you know the show or the movie that we're talking about yep yeah i looked at the drink holidays and i'm like i don't know those things uh yeah, at you all don't feel it. so yeah <laughs> so all right well good job everyone cheers um pete we'll start with you it's been um been longer how have you been Specifically, like, what are the big moments that you've, uh... oh, I should, before we get there, I should preface for the audience, we're going to be talking about Dune. Uh, so if my drink didn't give it away, we're going to be talking later in the show about the Dune 2021 edition. Um, and we'll be real spoilery about it. Yes, yeah. correct. So, all right. Sorry. Uh, what have you been up to? What's been the big uh, media events for you recently? The big ones, I would say, uh, well, first I want to say it's Halloween uh, during COVID. Uh, last year, we decided not to go trick-or-treating. And so Dark House still bought all the candy. We just kept the candy, <laughs> which is good. That's, no, we that's got, not good. We got all the candy bars. We didn't have to bring back all the crap that the kids didn't want, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh no, and we'd wind up giving donating that to military or uh, the schools. See, we we also did this a similar thing last year, mostly because I was pregnant during Halloween last year. Right. So we just like bought all the Halloween candy, and I was like, cool. Now I don't have to pretend like I'm going to give it away to children and not eat it myself. Right. right. <laughs> so people are like, oh, aren't you going to be glad to you know go out trick or treating this year? I'm like, last year I just got to sit on my couch, eat candy, and I think we watched Ghostbusters. So nice. that was fun. Yeah. Uh, but this year, um. Andrew, you're going to appreciate this, or maybe you already do, uh, when the kids start saying we, and you know darn well we doesn't mean that they're going to do anything. Mm. <laughs> so usually we have a Halloween party in our garage, uh, but we've uh, just uh, canceled the last couple of years uh, due to COVID issues. But uh, my family is like, well, we should take those Halloween decorations and put them up in the yard like everybody else on our block. And I'm, I, I'm lazy. I just, I don't, I don't want to do it. I, I know I'm going to be doing it all, but 
then there'd be the token. Well, can I help? I'm like, I, I don't know what you can do. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're this big and I need to. So, yeah, yeah. So I broke, I broke down this year and I decorated the, the yard. And so that was a lot of fun. Um, and I got to cross off my bucket list. I've been meaning probably since I was a kid mm-hmm. to be for Halloween, Gene Simmons. Nice. And so <clears throat> got the wig. I got some homemade shoulder pads. <laughs> made my own uh, battle axe uh, bass guitar nice. and my wife did an amazing uh makeup job nice and i gotta tell you it was uh it was a dream come true uh to look that cool had the bonfire in the front yard uh, mm-hmm. my wife took the the kids trick-or-treating and i got to stand in the front yard and listen to kiss alive <laughs> for three hours in my front yard and <laughs> a lot of kids would come up and they were like cool with it or confused or scared there was always a reaction right mm-hmm. uh-huh. and my uh my takeaway uh was it was like the the opposite of uh back to the future when marty mcfly is playing johnny be good and the people in the audience are like appalled and he says yeah. you know you may not like this, you know, but, but your kids are going to love it. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> to all the little kids who were kind of scared, I, w- I would say, you may not like this yet, but your parents love it because <laughs> the parents were asking permission <laughs> to take pictures of me. Nice. I felt like one of those, you know, almost replicas of people <clears throat> outside of man's Chinese theater trying to make money. For sure. So, yeah. Yeah. so it, was, it was a big thrill. Halloween was a good time. Awesome. Yeah, uh, kids got a lot of candy, and our uh, our block actually uh, uh, barricaded the ends of the block. They got permits, so it was a safe uh, block to walk up and down. There weren't cars flying up, right? Okay, and down because the block north of us, some of those houses go crazy, and people come in from all over just to trick and treat up and oh, down yeah. that block and so we would get some some uh spillover for that but this is the first year that you know i tried to compete and with all the halloween stuff that i've got in my garage for our garage party mm-hmm. i was able to successfully light up and decorate our our yard a little bit so it was, it was a good time big hit you, you made a good showing Yes, yes, I represented well. We got lots of compliments. So Excellent. now the pressure's on for years to come. I don't know about that. Right now, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> like I have no problem decorating the garage. I think it's indoors, and I don't have to worry mm-hmm. about wind, yeah. rain, yep. snow, leaves, thieves. You know, sticky fingered children. <laughs> well, that's why, like, we always bought those tombstones, and they're just foam. Those aren't, yeah, those aren't staying around. Those are no. going away. So if you put them inside, you know, man, that's why we transitioned to just like crosses, white, like graves for the yard. Nice, nail them on the ground. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal that and call it my own idea. Yeah, it's great. I, I love it. We put some lights by it this year. We put a box. I, I took a tree that was dead and like cut off the branches and kind of carved into a spike and then yep. stuffed a threw a like fake body on it and threw some blood on it and stuff so yeah i enjoyed it you have pictures of that 
I don't know if I did take pictures. That's ridiculous. I just took it down, actually. Um, maybe I do. I don't know. Here, I'll send you. I'm sending uh, some of the uh, Halloween photos. Excellent. Nice. Where's the yard? Well, did you get in yeah. any um, good horror movies this season? Then did you manage some, I got some in new some, ones I got or in, some uh, older ones? One I didn't like, um, and one I when I liked. <laughs> did we have? Did we talk about Malignant yet? On the I mean, no. on the show. Like you and I were yeah. like, it was terrible, but we loved it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Same Z's. It, it was good, awful, and then Ashley was like, just straight off. <laughs> yeah how could you yeah. defend that movie like well it, it was yeah yeah i i just i still haven't looked but i'd like to see some um like interviews with the director on that sure. just i'd like mm-hmm. to see some breakdowns or commentary track or something yeah. like that what were you thinking here while. because if if i'd have been watching it on hbo uh i i might have changed the channel <laughs> in the first five minutes, like this is going to be like a, a bad throwback early '80s sci-fi horror movie. Like this is this is no good. Didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then it kept going. And then I had the oh no, now this is going to be a terrible choices movie. Like <laughs> oh no, the lights go off down in the hallway, and then we hear a noise, mm-hmm. and somebody is standing right by the light switch, and they take three steps into the darkness and go hey. What's going on down there? Like mm-hmm. everybody's like, no. Yep. I thought we were better than this. Now after Cabin in the Woods, we were better <laughs> than this. Now <laughs> that movie didn't exist in this universe, I guess. I guess. So. <laughs> everybody's still making bad decisions that no normal sane people would make yep. without. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, they had uh, <laughs> some some sort of narcotic gases. Yes. It's like, hey, no, let's start making bad choices now. Yep. Well, let's awesome. start having having yeah. our sexy times and going off into the woods by ourselves. Right. Yeah. This is it. This is where we're yep. gonna get freaky. Yep. <laughs> With the bugs, we're gonna not <laughs> yep. be in the cabin. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of sexy times, how was your week, Andrea? Oh boy. Hello. <laughs> Do you know something I don't no, know about my week? No, we just I'm just setting everybody up here are, for Are we referring to our pre our pre-show conversation about Chris and his soundbar? Goodness. Oh. <laughs> um <laughs> I wasn't prepared. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um I've uh yeah, no, I've been uh, I've been good. It's been a shorter week, so I haven't watched too much um in the interim since Friday. Um but I have gotten a little farther in Cowboy Bebop, um, which I realize I'm like so late to the party, everybody. I get it. Um, but I'm just trying to make sure that I watch it before the uh, live action Netflix version comes out, which I think is later this month or early next month. Really? Really? Mm. I think yeah, it's yeah, soon. It's, um, it's soon happening enough. quickly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. You're so excited. Contained. Um, how, many, how, how many episodes <laughs> are you in? Do, do you recall? It's like six or seven. Okay. So, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to, to chug along. Um, yep. But also I watched Dune again to prepare for our conversation tonight. And I'm really glad that I did more on that later. Um, mm-hmm. I also, I, I shouldn't have started because now I'm like in the grips of like the most interesting scandal ever. I started Real Housewives of Potomac. 
And oh. I'm like in the midst of the whole like Michael Ashley, you know. Again? Oh, wait. Because you, you, you were not cut up or? No, because I'd never, I'd seen like two episodes of Potomac and gotcha. finally was like, I need to have some context for this. And so I've, I'm like in like the midst of seasons four to five when like. I don't want to hear your, your putting off Cowie Bebop for Real Housewives of Potomac, okay? I mean, I appreciate myself Potomac ladies, but... Uh, oh, my God. I can't help it, though. I can't help it. It's so crazy, this, like, whole drama yeah. that's happening. Yeah. Um. So I'm trying to, like, switch between Potomac and Cowboy Bebop. A week from Friday. Cowboy yeah, Bebop. Bebop. A week? Yeah, November 19th. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember if I'd seen so that your, for Wheel of Time or for straight, Cowboy Bebop. Andrea. Yes. So clearly I'm going to need to like really get it going on Cowboy Bebop so I can finish in time. Um, Pete, have you yeah, seen um, Cowboy, Be Cowboy Bebop? I know you've watched plenty of anime. Not religiously. But... Yeah. No, okay. I, I saw it. I liked it. Uh, I have friends who swear by it, dress up like uh, characters for Halloween. Yeah. Be me. And I may, uh, I may be wrong, but I thought during my uh, friend Rob's wedding, he and his groomsmen uh, walked into the theme song for Cowboy Bebop. Wow. I believe that's a true oh, story. Cool. That's I'm. I'll go with it. I, I'm gonna. It's true in my mind now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's out there on the internet. It's got to be. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, awesome. Yeah. I. Uh, are you enjoying it so far, Andrea? Is it? Yeah. I mean, I. I felt like like I traditionally do with anime where I needed to get past the first episode to like take it all in, you know, kind of get settled into the universe, get into like, you know, who, who am I meeting? Who, what's going on? Mm -hmm. Um, but really it was a lot faster for me. Like normally I need like two, three episodes to really sense if I'm going to like an anime. Um, and this one I felt like even in episode two, I was like, yeah, I I'm really, I'm digging this vibe and I'm, I'm, like feeling the storytelling. Um, I did switch to uh, dub because I was curious okay. and I, yeah. I'm finding I like it a lot better than I like the sub actually, okay. which is, yeah. again is so unusual for it's me. It's unusual, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of a, a rarity in anime today, I think, to have something so episodic that it's like, it's not, it's not so much a soap opera like yeah. one to the next to the next there. And that's why I think one thing they do very well is pacing the overall character lines and stories throughout the entire mm -hmm. season uh, so they can conclude well at the end. But each episode is so contained often. Yes. And you kind of here and there get an episode that sort of furthers each person or focuses mm -hmm. on a person or whatever. So you can um, you don't have to have like this four episode build up because every episode is dependent on the previous so much, you know, yep. a lot of bebop episodes. You can just watch that one and it's great. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, I think they do that really well and I'm, I'm very much enjoying it. So right on. We'll what are you watching see? it on? Uh, Hulu. Hulu. Right. Yep. Yep. Nice. I started it a long time ago. I'd watched like the first episode on Crunchyroll, and then it was like way too far in the past where I needed to watch the first one again. And found it on Hulu. And I think it's on one other, like, 2B 
video or TV or something. It's it's on one other platform, but I can't remember what it is. Okay. Well, it should be Funimation. I would think they would have it. I was going to say, I, I would imagine, but I haven't pursued it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I imagine it's also on Funimation. I, I just know I saw it somewhere else on like Pluto or Tubi or something. Yep. Well, I did not get to rewatch Dune. I really wanted to before this, but um, I'm still planning on it. Uh, so we'll see what you guys say. And when I, I'll bring that with me into my second viewing to see how that colors my experience. Um, I haven't done too much inter interesting, I guess, really just finished up work. I finally got back to Taekwondo. Um, yeah, buddy. So that was fun. To nice. be back, he went extra hard on me, I guess, because he yeah, had been gone so long. So that was fun. Um, When's your first Kumite? What's that? When's your first Kumite? Kumite? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, usually I get injured every time we spar. Uh, this time I didn't. It's the first time. So I'm going to take that as a win that it wasn't a blood sport. Right um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to pretend you didn't say Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just saying <laughs> the complete opposite end of the spectrum. I, I, uh, Animal Crossing had a big update that's out now and everything. So um, I did just a little bit of that, got in so I could get the coffee shop going. You know, and so then Ashley and I, while sitting right next to each other the other <laughs> night, had a coffee date. At the uh, the new coffee museum, and then we did a or coffee shop, and then we did a tour of of my museum. So, yeah, <laughs> Just, the modern uh, date night. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, and then I've been hunting. Um. Deer season. Mm -hmm. Not rabbit season or duck season. Deer season. <laughs> Un unsuccessful or successful? Um. My so the last day I was working, uh, my dad got one. So okay. I was getting ready for work and then he got one in the morning. And so I like rushed over to to field dress it before I went out in the field. Mm -hmm. um, and then, uh, yeah, I got the rest of the week to see if I get anything pretty short season. So, yeah. Um, all right. I won't uh, belabor anybody with my other things for the week. We'll get into some news we've. We've got a theme going on here. Um, mm -hmm. It's a Marvel, Disney and stuff topics to talk about. Indeed. One of us, at least one of us, has seen Eternals. Um, we're not going to get into spoilers about Eternals, so no one fear. But um, just to say that it, <laughs> it just came out. The It's it made, I think, 71 million domestically. Yeah. Um, which was short of projections. Um, they were kind of hoping for between 75 and 80. Mm -hmm. Um, my source for like interpreting all this stuff is always Grace Randolph of from Beyond the Trailer. Bring up bring her up a lot on this um when talking about movie box office things. But according to her, um the her her um assertion is that this movie seems to be Marvel's Batman versus Superman, mm -hmm. where it's falling short of expectations. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people are disappointed by it, but there's an incredibly vocal, passionate group of fans 
that are all in and really, uh, really loving the film and mm -hmm. demanding sequel and all this stuff. Um, and it just has Marvel in a, in a pickle here um, because not only are their box office results been hampered by potential same time release on streaming and then uh, lockdown things and then uh, not getting their movies in China. It's like basically all their last three releases have not made a, a showing in China. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's that's hurting them, too, though. I think that Eternals is doing better than expected internationally, mm -hmm. considering it's not in China. So, Pete, you've seen it. Yeah. A few thoughts. Uh, the, the movie makes me a hypocrite in, in this regard. So I was aware of the Eternals when I was collecting comic books as a kid. Never got into them. So I, I, I didn't have any of that uh, equity that I feel towards other yeah. properties. Like if you <clears throat> go to the first Iron Man, I just uh, felt like, oh, it was just made with so much love. Mm -hmm. There's so much attention to detail with the, 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 first, with the comic. And I felt there was a real synergy there. And then as they went along, especially with uh, Iron Man 3, I just felt huge disconnect from the source material from the comic and that that upset me and, and so my stance has been that without the readers of the comic books there wouldn't have been cartoon shows there wouldn't have been action figures there wouldn't have been that success to build upon and then have the movie so i really wanted uh, a genuine representation of the <clears throat> characters to the books that I cared about. Um, otherwise, I, I just felt that you know, you're really taking advantage of people who are going to go to see it anyway, and then mm -hmm. just tear up all that source material and say, I'm just going to do my own thing. So that being said, not having that investment in the Eternals, I thought this was great. And then <clears throat> reading up that there was uh, a lot of pun intended, deviation from the source material um, <laughs> that didn't bother me because I didn't have that uh, reservation, like that attachment to the, the original characters. I thought the story was epic. I thought the uh, effects were uh, fantastic. Acting was great. Really, if you like the majority of the other Marvel movies, I have little doubt you will like this movie as well. I just mm -hmm. think a lot of the backlash is due to some other, like the diversity, the gender swaps with the characters. I, I just think it's a lot of stuff outside of the comic that is affecting it rather than the story itself. Sure. So great movie. If you like the other uh, Marvel movies, go see it. Give it a chance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I... Um... I want to see it. Um, Same. I don't know if that I'll go to it in the theater. Uh, having the and again, when we're talking box office numbers, Andrew and I have forever now about how expectations do need to be realigned here, because there right. will be people that will wait for it to come on the streaming. Everybody's mm -hmm. playing with what window it is to be in theaters. James Bond now, the latest one, is now available to rent. It's twenty dollars yeah. to rent. It's yeah. like premium rental, but it's available now. So. They're all playing with this, and um, yeah, I don't know. I think 
I'm I echo a lot of your same sentiments there, Pete, with like feeling like a hypocrite and not knowing what to do about it exactly all the mm -hmm. time, like struggling with the, you know, shadow and bone. We mm -hmm. talked about it. I've never read it. I enjoyed it because I have no connection or understanding of the books and Hollywood and everyone's done that for a very long time taken something a source material and based something on it and drastically changed it well, um, before marvel before the mcu all the marvel properties failed in large i shouldn't say all a lot of the movies and and made for tv shows uh failed because they didn't capture what made the comic books great yep and they, yeah so it was a turn making... of yep it was a turn of the, of, of the tides for sure when they all of a sudden started releasing stuff that looked familiar to fans. Because why can't, that's, a, that's the thing, why can't you make something that the fans would enjoy if they do, it stands to reason, others would as well. And if, and if that's not, like if it's not broad enough appeal to you, then why are you trying to make a giant blockbuster summer flick out of that property? Mm -hmm. Like there's other things to, to do. You know, and people will go over time and time again. You can throw Vin Diesel on the screen and make him blow a bunch of stuff up and people will go see it like drive a fast car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Doesn't it's just not that tough to get some people in the seats, really. So why do you have to uh, take a dump on source material? But they know, like you say, you're not familiar with Eternals. Neither is 98 percent of the audience yes. that's going. Yep. And a lot of these other properties, too, you know, they're just going to take advantage that the most people often know about Spider-Man previously was what he looks like. Mm. His name is Peter Parker, maybe. And they're like, you know, so the mass audiences, they've learned everything about Spider-Man from the movies. Mm -hmm. Everyone that's going to learn something about Eternals or Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, is always the, yeah. the best example, you know. The only thing everybody knows about Guardians of the Galaxy they learned from the movies. Um, the vast majority. Right. And I don't know. I, again, going back to my personal experience, I knew of Star-Lord and I knew of Rocket Raccoon, as he was known, but I didn't know anything about you know the Guardians of the Galaxy per se. That was after my time of collecting comic books. And I thought that was going to be the, the movie that killed all the momentum. Like, why are you taking mm -hmm. this unknown superhero team? And, and they're outer space guys. Like, who, who's going to want to see that? And mm -hmm. yep. prove me wrong. What a, what a phenomenal movie. So given that, I would hope that mo more people would say, well, let's give Eternals a chance. And I, I think you'll be rewarded. I, I, get, I get the, should I see it in the theater? Should I see it at home? Like, the movie is gorgeous, and I, I recommend seeing it in the theater. Mm -hmm. um, fortunately, there's a theater in our area, the uh, Riverview Theater, where you can see matinees for five bucks throughout nice. the week. So mm -hmm. I was able to take the girls to go uh, to the movie uh, for twenty dollars, and then we got snacks for fifteen bucks. So. 35 bucks to go to the theater. Yeah, we're going to do that where you can rent it for like John said, 20 to 30 bucks. But if you go to an AMC and it's still yeah. like 10 bucks a kid, 
I yep. get it, man. Yep. So, so how do you feel about if so with something like Guardians of the Galaxy never caught on? Like, I I think people would probably argue other than, you know, I suppose there's a uh, some semblance of a hardcore fan base of the source, but never caught on. People would probably argue it needed some life. It needed something different. It needed changes to make it more appealing. Like we have something here, but it needs to be different. And so if they bring that to screen and it's different enough and people love it, is that that fine? Because you don't necessarily want to adhere to source material just because even if it's not great and Marvel's not going to waste a property. But if you have something like Eternals that, you know, it's been around a while, uh, mild success, say more than Guardians of the Galaxy, I would think. Um, how much can you change that or how much does it need reimagining? And is that okay? I just, yeah. I struggle with this myself when I critique things and go back and forth and I don't know, I don't know what the answer is. Um, exactly. Yeah, I just, the movie was great. Um, but well, great I, even. That was not the impression I got when you first, great, wow. Yeah, no, I I, okay. I I liked so much about it. Um, we're trying to do a spoiler-free. Um, yeah. Uh, it's a different kind of story than um, what you'll typically find with, with the Marvel movies. Uh, and, it, and it spans, you know, there is the Eternals, so I don't think it's mm -hmm. given too much away to say that it spans 7,000 years. And how cool it is to see where they are throughout history and, mm. you know, just the different sets and the different cultures. And uh, it's really interesting to see things in the background. And then um, there are a couple of nice Easter eggs in there sets that'll set up future movies. And we'll talk about that. Maybe we won't talk about that off camera. Maybe we won't talk about <laughs> that at all. Maybe you should see it first. And then you come back to me and go, yeah, yeah you know what this means, John? I mean, mm -hmm. if you're a Marvel fan, you're going to get that. You're going to get those. Sure. Oh, you know what this means? And uh, I really liked visually how it was different. Um, in terms of their use of powers, how that looked as opposed to Scarlet Witch versus uh, Iron Man, where here's your you know technology technology with your repulsor beams, and this is what the hex magic looks like, and this is what the Eternals, and it's very distinct and it's very clean. Okay. Uh, it, yeah, it, <clears throat> check it out. Yeah, it, it is one of those things where. A lot, I think a lot of people are getting a um, a burnout on the Marvel superhero movie and Could like be. the format of it and stuff. But then they kind of change it up and then it doesn't work for them. Yeah, people you know? people like the familiar and they, they complain about it, but then you deviate and it's like, but where's my familiar comforting, mm -hmm. you know, standard plot that I've come to enjoy? I, I call this taking my mom to a new restaurant syndrome. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I want to go someplace new, but I don't want to try anything I don't know. Right. Yep. Yep. So we'll go to a new place. I'm going to have a hamburger. Oh, this is a nice hamburger. Like, but we didn't have to go to a new place to get, 
you know, the yeah. same hamburger. Like, and if the hamburger is different, then you're going to complain, but at least it's a new restaurant or like try yeah. new food, try, try something else. On you, you go to, uh, like a different nationalities, like food or cuisine of choice. And then you go there and you get the like token American dish right. that they just provide for the people that are like freaked out by something, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, it's my- like the kid's menu. I'll take the chicken fingers instead, <laughs> you know? My dad is, you know, Minnesotan, Scandinavian, spice averse, right? Mm-hmm. So he loves spaghetti, or so he thinks, right? <laughs> I mean, he grew up on ragu, loves spaghetti, right? But anytime we go to a restaurant, you know, an Italian restaurant, yeah, red sauce and noodles, like. This red sauce is really spicy. I don't know what they're thinking. I'm like, it's oh, this, not. all this pepper. <laughs> oh god, black peppers. That oregano is killing you, huh? I just, oh. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. So I'm, I'm still seeing, uh, yeah, being a big fan of Marvel and and, and the written and and the cart and the animated and and the feature film. I, I can see where more the majority of people who don't have that same love of Marvel that I do are getting burnt out. That's fine. But don't, don't turn it into negative reviews saying, Oh, I I felt that uh, the negative reviews of uh, Captain Marvel and, and black widow probably were by people who weren't interested in strong female lead characters. That's, just my bun hunch. I don't know. Because I felt both of those movies were in alignment with the other Marvel movies. <clears throat> um, and now you have a diverse cast with Eternals. And I think this movie is in the same league as Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers. Mm, sure. Now, do I like Eternals more than those two movies? I don't. I I, <clears throat> I think it's really good and I think it's worth watching. But Avengers, come on, my whole life I've been waiting for Thor and Hulk to get in a scrap. I got to see it, and I got to see it done well. Mm-hmm. So that has an advantage over the other two movies. Um, I think the the box office is always the better tell than reviews. Like, reviews become increasingly less reliable. I mean, right now you look at Rotten Tomato for Eternals, and the critics' score is very low. It's like low 40s or something like that audience they actually got the allegation is that they got review bombed positively you know that's always the allegation is one way or another Uh on reviews audience members that haven't even seen them they're going off of rumors or hype or one thing or another you know and then they will review bomb whatever uh it is it's a game or a movie or something in one direction or another and so Mm -hmm it's supposedly to explain the dramatic offset between critics and audience in this case. Um, Because it's, I think last I looked rotten tomatoes score audience for returnals was 90. Wow. Um, It's, it's high yet. Then the box office is below expectations and critic reviews are, are, are terrible. Um, that, that does seem a little odd, I have to say. I mean, not that it couldn't score organically in the 90s. It just does seem like a pretty wide gap. I was sort of expecting more like high 70s, maybe low 80s. Mm-hmm. G- right. Given what I've heard f- critically and 
from viewers who have reviewed. Yep. Yep. 47% from critics, mm -hmm. 80% from audience. Okay. So that seems more believable organically to me, I guess. Um, Still yeah. wide, but not, not yeah. as crazy as like in yeah. the nineties. It's just often the, re the reverse, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. um, but for, I don't know. Everybody's got to see it and decide for themselves. Uh, we, yeah. P and yeah, I, I feel more so intrigued off. about like seeing this now. <laughs> We've been so reversed on, um, Marvel movie yeah. opinions recently. I haven't, we haven't even it's brought not, up, uh, Shang-Chi, right? Yeah. So I think it's uh, really been, it is, if nothing else, it's showing that maybe the, the latest films are less broad appeal mm -hmm. or something because it's pretty fast. It's it's pretty interesting. It was like so everybody agreed before Thor 2 is not that great. Correct. That's a weak link. You know, yeah. it's like Incredible Hulk. All right. You know, not, Avengers, not Avengers 2, you know, Iron Man Love 3. It. Like everybody agreed of the kind of the weaker parts. It's like yep. almost universal in a lot of ways. And then who's what's your favorite? Yeah, obviously changes and some of that. But now it's been so split. Um, and so I can see that effect because I thought Shang-Chi was great. I thought that was, a, was different enough, had a different kind of story, different sort of action sequences. It was, a, it was, it's just so much different about it. And I'm excited if Marvel can do the martial arts verse yeah. or subsection of, of the world. Um, well, that would be, and so, but then like. Black Widow. I mean, Andrea and I talked about that. Mm -hmm. um, terribly disappointing. We talked. I talked some too about the th we, the timing of that film. Yes, and where that probably hurt it a lot as well, um, which is hard to talk about without going into spoilers well, yeah. on that. <laughs> but but be but because I mean, without going into spoilers, because the mainstream Marvel movies let you know about Black Widow's fate. Black Widow solo felt lower stakes because you already knew some outcomes. Right. And yeah, that's like that's a... where we felt like things were disappointing because we already knew things that happened. And Taskmaster was a was a joke. Was, yep. Um I think tough. it destroyed that that character. There were good parts, you know. Uh I think that uh the new up and coming um, woman is great. She had great roles in there. Uh, we great can't say... No, I just can't think of her name. Oh, White, um, White Widow. We'll just call okay. her White Widow. Okay. Yelena? Yeah. Yeah. Lawrence Pugh, great. the actress? Yes, indeed. Yeah. So. Oh, Alan was right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we should. Um, we should do an episode sometime that is uh, all MCU spoiler-filled spoiler discussion. <laughs> I think we talked yeah. about that before, but like just state of the universe, what we're John, hoping for. John, Eternals so we can talk about this. I was going to say, we're, we're going to we're gonna have to see Eternals um, yeah. to do that and talk about like the new phase that MCU yeah. is moving in, um, which will partially be made easier. Go. This way. 
There's going to yeah. be a whole lot of outer space yeah. stuff, and then there's going to be, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> taking Very it to focused. the streets. Yep. And then some way, hopefully, to bring oh, yeah. it all together at the mm -hmm. end of the phase. Yeah. Yep. Well, but, we'll uh, stick seeing, the I was going to say, seeing that these parts of the MCU is going to be easier as of this Friday, Disney yeah, Plus Yeah, there you day. go. Mm-hmm. What we got going on then? Uh, Disney is... Yeah, Disney is releasing a bunch of, of newer movies on its streaming platform uh, that were previously either unavailable or were available um, for a cost for premium, um, like Jungle Cruise. So Shang-Chi is going to be available. Jungle Cruise will be available. Um, season two of The World, according to Jeff Goldblum, will be available. Um, one other thing that, that caught my eye was a series called Under the Helmet, The Legacy of Boba Fett, which I'm imagining they're releasing um, in, in you know, advance of the Time. book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Right. Um, and there's, there's a bunch more that they're releasing as well. They're also doing some ebook and short story releases with their publishing partners, so you'll get um, kind of a, a further exploration of the Loki series via ebook. Um, they're also doing The Mandalorian, um, wow. which I think is also an expansion of the show. It's going to have like some elements of the show, but then um, some expanded side stories. So a lot more with that. But yeah, that's coming up in just two short days. Okay. Um, you can also, I think they're trying to, to up uh, subscribers. So I think they're doing a deal where like the first month of Disney Plus is going to be like, a dollar ninety nine, like it's something that somewhere. Yeah, something fairly similar, that cheap. Um, so if you if you want to watch Disney Plus for like a month, try to get your eyeballs on as much content as you can for a dollar ninety nine. It's happening this Friday. Oh yeah, yeah. I and think there uh, isn't Hawkeye right. coming out later in the month. Um yeah, like um, November twenty ninth maybe. Is that yeah? Is that Alan? My, my, my man Alan's going to be working on that. There's exactly. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot coming. Um, pretty quick. Yep. I'm, I'm kind of more a little more excited for Hawkeye than I thought I'd be. Yeah. Just November it seems 24th. like they're pushing so the Christmas close. stuff, you know, November Christmas element, and so I'm, I think it'll be good, kind of Christmas show. Um, on that day as well, twelfth year, they're upgrading movies to the IMAX version. Yep. So um, if you're if you go to IMAX for these movies, when the moments are that are shot with an IMAX camera, then obviously the aspect squishes; it gets much taller. Mm -hmm. uh, you see, you have you have more image there, and so all modern movies basically aren't 16 9 they're squatter than that wasting all this space on your television it's garbage that's why you gotta buy as big a tv as you can well <laughs> this version now it will fill the screen so in those imax moments you're gonna get the full picture which can we just shoot movies like that i know it's like old to do and they do it with television and stuff but do you guys have an opinion on this like aspect ratio, uh, preference. The only time I can think of where I thought somebody like played with it well was in a Wandavision. Oh yeah, when they were doing black sure. and white, and it was yep. uh, 
different ratio and then through the decades it yep. uh, varied i thought that was really cool so um it, it's one of those if you don't notice it it doesn't bother you but mm-hmm. if you notice it then you like it'll drive you bonkers so it you know it normally never doesn't bother me but then i all of a sudden play a video game and it's like right. wow my tv's way bigger or i watch <laughs> Battlestar galactica it's like well, taking advantage of this entire screen. It just <laughs> if we're gonna have a, a a slimmer standard for movies, I wish you would have just made them with TVs that like that. You know? Sure. And we'll deal with bars on this left and right for mm. everything else. So anyways, sidetracked. Um yeah, so that'd be good. Um sticking with with uh, Marvel, Spider Man, No Way Home is coming soon as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I might have to leave because I don't want any spoilers. Well, I won't. I won't say any spoilers. <laughs> no. I won't say any. I'll just say that the. Um, I'm not gonna spoil it because I haven't seen the last one. I. Uh, it's, what? I know. I'm you gonna didn't get see there. Mysterio. No. Jake Gyllenhaal. No. no. These are a few of your favorite things. <laughs> I mean, I, I do Shamed. like Jake Gyllenhaal. I do like Jake Gyllenhaal. I. I will. I will get there. I'm hoping to do a show, a Spider-Man show in. Mm-hmm. December and maybe rewatch and talk about some of the previous films as well. Maybe for some favorite storylines from the comics or anything like that. I feel like uh, we to... have to do a Spider-Man episode with the way that we throw around how much, you know, like it's an example of like movies getting remade too soon and too yeah. often. Like there's no way we cannot have a Spider-Man show. At we we got to talk about it. We got to talk about favorite Spider-Man. Uh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I don't know. I, that, that might ruin some friendships. <laughs> wow. I mean, we had we had a Batman episode. It was just Andrew and I. We had Batman and we had uh, yep. our friendships intact after that. I mean, All right. discuss it. You know, so I don't know. Because you yep, both agreed that Christian Bale is the best Bruce Wayne. No, no. Yeah. We, and we uh, did have very different thoughts, especially thoughts, especially yeah. on who is the better Bruce Wayne versus who is the better Batman. Yeah, yeah. right. Because yeah. those are very, very distinct. Yes. Yes. So Okay, so give us your if you got it, Pete, what is it? I would I would say that uh Keaton looked like Batman. Like the suit was perfect. They 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 went from the comic. Uh and when I saw him on the screen in that suit, I go, I know that's not his body, it's fake muscles, and I don't care, man. That that's just a great looking Batman outfit. But when he was out of his suit, I was like, there's no way he's playboy millionaire Bruce Wayne. He didn't do it for me. Okay. Whereas when I saw Christian Bale being you know, the, the playboy brat, I go, yep, that, that's the character. He's grasping the, uh, the false persona there. I but never Bale, read Bruce Wayne that way. I am never I'm, read him. I have to that say, way. I'm so disappointed you didn't say George Clooney with his nipples <laughs> as your Batman. <laughs> How is that not the answer? Obviously, mm-hmm. not even a little bit. No, no, um, it's nobody's Andrea, answer. <laughs> re- refresh, refresh us. What was your, what was your pick for Bruce Wayne versus Batman? Bruce, Bruce, um, yeah. So Val Kilmer as. That's where we agreed. Yep. As Bruce yep. Wayne. As Bruce Wayne. As Bruce Wayne. 
Yep, we felt it. Hands um, down. Yeah. I won't take yep. your I nothing. I will not accept your answer, Pete. <laughs> Val Kilmer is Bruce Wayne. And here's where we here's where we diverged. I felt that Christian Bale as Batman, and he felt Keaton. Stop as the Batman. podcast. Stop yeah. the podcast right now. See, but we can all have some. Com- we can all kind of have some common ground. A little, you know. Uh, Pete and I agree. Batman, Michael Keaton, and I think that his voice is is yes right. like that's I, one of my biggest complaints with christian bale i know he doesn't I have totally to get that he just is like i don't know i totally right. get that every i would laugh at christian bale as batman because i just at first he looks so uncomfortable but the mask was just so tight it made his <laughs> face do this the whole time and then it made him talk like this and i just why aren't these criminals laughing at him? He's not scary. He, he's where he, he's a dude in, in, in a small outfit. Right. And see, like I, it's so funny because like, I had a very different reaction to like, I mean, I, I, I do grant you like there was, there was like some ill fitting of the suit in the first movie. And like, I had to adjust to the voice, which I think got better. Um, but I, I felt like, Christian Bale himself felt more uncomfortable as like Bruce Wayne, like, like that party playboy. Like I felt like a little bit of Christian Bale's personality was bleeding through. And he's such like a workaholic that he just like, couldn't fully relax and like have fun in some of the scenes where I just felt like they needed to like have more joy in them. That's him trying to be tortured. And like, He's I like just, putting on the, the act. Right. Like, I don't I don't know if it was like Bale or if it was Nolan, you know, just like shooting the whole film in like a darker feel that just like didn't allow those moments of joy to like be maybe as full as they could be. There always needed to be an element of like, there's something dark here. There's something lurking here. But I just mm. felt like he didn't fully embrace the moments. Like it was almost, it was almost there. Okay. But that's, but that's my, that's my opinion. And that's where I thought like Joel Schumacher, Val Kilmer pairing was like worked really well where like there was that silliness and joy and, you know, like Playboy millionaire Bruce Wayne worked in those movies or in that movie, in particular movie, obviously Mm -hmm. not. Nobody's I've got to get you out of those Clooney. clothes, doctor, and into a black dress. Tell me. That's... Do you like the circus? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we jump ship completely from yes. Marvel to DC there. Oof. We'll, uh, we'll um, swing back on over to the other ship. I'll say quickly thank you, The Thick King, for jumping into chat. Yes, super leaks indeed when it comes to Spider-Man. We won't talk yes. about them. But, man, this movie has been under promoted um they haven't mm-hmm. it's like mere months away less than and we've seen very little from it the word on the street is that they are having a hard time getting the visual effects done in time uh mm. they're hiring out to other groups mm. to get stuff covered and this is maybe where the source of all these leaks is they're not having the normal people that are so vetted and close knit or whatever doing all the visual effects. Mm-hmm. And so it's been kind of weird. Maybe they're thinking, well, we need don't need to promote this as much right now because 
it's being promoted via rumor mill and leaks right. by itself. I say false. It could also be that they're worried about hitting the date and reserve the right to push it back if they have to. And if they get too overzealous yeah. with promotion, we run into a Black Widow situation where everybody's getting hyped, getting hyped. Ah, we're delaying that. Getting hyped, getting hyped, delaying it. And we're putting all this money into promotion and PR. And by the time mm -hmm. the thing actually comes out, people are overexposed from it already. Um, so I don't know. Have you, ever, be, have you ever been in that situation where you're excited to see a movie and then it was delayed or whatever, and then you're just like, ah, oh, the heck with you, I'm not going to see it? Well, not, not not see it, but Black Widow and Bond, the two notoriously delayed films, mm -hmm. I would it's normally tough. be there right away, day one. I still haven't right. seen James Bond. You know, I haven't like and that's, made that's crazy to me. For you. Right. Yeah. Right. Like so, I've seen it. I took I took time to get a babysitter and go out to the movie theater and go well, see it. And then they put it in October. Normally it's in November and I wouldn't right. be working. And so I would go. Mm. Now I'm in the field. I'm not, you know, whatever. So I just it didn't and it wasn't right, right on streaming right away. And um Extra factors, but yeah, yeah, by the time I it just felt like this hasn't this movie already been out now? because I've seen it so much and heard about it so much. And then they were trying to sell it off to other companies, sell it to Amazon for ridiculous prices and stuff, mm -hmm. exclusive uh, rights or whatever. And um, yeah, it just like really put a sour note on it, but I guess it'll be good because I'll go in with lower expectations and then maybe be surprised or something. So. Maybe but. you were maybe you were thinking you'd already seen it because of the other movie that I keep well, pretending that it is. I, which I is knew no time I hadn't to kill. seen it, but it felt that way, <laughs> you know. Um, I keep so. wanting to call it like No Time to Kill instead of No Time to Die, and I have no idea, literally zero, <laughs> why. I really think it should be the next one. Really throw people for a loop. I yep. mean, yeah. But if you want to see Spider-Man leaks, they're out there. Go for it. Mm -hmm. I I'm excited for this film, even though I haven't seen the last one. Uh, even though I've like cooled off on Tom Holland as as Spider Man, um, <laughs> I mean I think that um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I think that we'll talk about it on a Spider Man episode. But mm -hmm. I was kind of cool with Andrew Garfield. Honestly, uh, he kind of like was Stop the, the right podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, it. It's, it's like tough. first, first we have wildly different Batman views. Now we have wildly different yeah. Spider-Man. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. All right. Um, what's this other story you have in here? Ebook short story releases. This is still. Oh yeah, that's just part of the, to Marvel. Yep, that's part of the Disney Plus Day. Oh, the stuff okay. that's coming out. Yep. So it's just across like multiple platforms. They're going to be releasing a lot of different content. Okay. All right, nice. In honor of this then, Disney Plus Day. Um, Marvel also recently released a Guardians of the Galaxy video game that yes. was no one was interested in, and now everybody loves upon okay. release. You're reviewing very well. So we'll use that to jump to uh, your video game topic. Yeah. Um, yeah, Xbox is celebrating the one-year anniversary of the Xbox Series X and S releases. Um, and they also today decided to release a special uh, Forza controller, which okay. is basically just an yeah. Xbox controller with different design. Well, but they love to make looking. different, uh, yeah, different patterns. It's definitely a benefit of the of the 
platform if you're interested in you know if you're a fan there's a lot of controller choices and you can customize your own yep. that are pretty awesome so yeah one year anniversary it's almost the 20th anniversary of xbox they're having mm -hmm. an event coming up soon to celebrate that as well yep. so i always say i remember getting the original xbox and we got home you know we don't live real close to town it was late plug it in it doesn't work <laughs> so no. my sister and i are sitting there oh god crushing new games we just traded in old consoles and games to get this one and we gotta wait till tomorrow to go back Ugh. to town so Ugh. too long that's yeah. the worst at least it wasn't short supply like we have uh right. you know other systems have had or we have now where it's difficult to find so we could just go right. back and exchange but still yeah. ugh, nothing mm -hmm. worse yep well i could think of things worse but yeah it's <laughs> annoying. um all right we'll get into our main topic here um mm -hmm. But, you know, I th we might as well talk a bunch of Marvel things with Pete and um, we'll, we'll we'll have to have you back for like the full on spoiler everything Marvel because because we do have so many different views on this. That's been a complaint is that Andrea and I agree too much. So <laughs> um, anyways, Dune 2021 mm -hmm. release of Dune um, adaptation of the acclaimed, the famed book by frank herbert um uh, pretty um pretty important piece of fiction i guess we'll get into that and we'll get very spoilery so you have not seen yet the movie dune the latest one you should read um, the book yes. yeah i mean yeah i mean i would say um i would prefer personally having not read the book that we keep book stuff to a minimum like we tread the topics that the books cover in this film as opposed to what it left out because it could potentially be covered going forward. Sure. No. So this movie is very clearly a part intended to be a part one. Mm -hmm. um, and that was not made clear to me. <laughs> you mean um, before or after seeing the movie? So this is one of the things that bothered me about the movie and I, I don't mean to jump ahead. No, that's um, okay. John, John's still in setup. So uh, I don't like trailers. I just want to get my money's worth. It's just something that I do now because in the past, I've watched a lot of trailers and a lot of behind the scenes before the movie comes out. And I get excited for the movie. And then when I see the movie, I've seen the punchlines, the jokes, some of the surprises. I know some mm. of the, you know, the cameos that are coming up. And then, then it diminishes my uh, love of the movie that I paid for, sure. which is dumb because why would I hurt myself laughing at a, at a trailer and then be disappointed that I heard the same joke in the movie? Right. Mm -hmm. it, it was funny. I just had heard it so many times that it didn't do anything for me while I was in the movie. And then, so I thought, left the movie going, man, I thought that was going to be funny. Like, no, it was funny. I just seen. Yeah. Right. So, um, because of that, it happened to me a couple of times now. I just like, Oh, if I'm interested in the movie and I'm familiar with it, I don't need to see the trailer for Spider-Man. I don't need to see the trailer for Black Widow Eternals. Um, Halloween Kills, which was atrocious, and we can talk about that some other time. 
Um, so yes. I just knew I was going to see Dune. Um, and the f- saw the first movie when it came out in the 80s with Sting and didn't like it. <laughs> I thought uh, <laughs> it, it just didn't. It came out after Star Wars, and yet it it looked incredibly terrible compared to Star Wars. Right. Uh, so, and it wasn't until decades later that I actually read the book. So I just went into this assuming it was going to be <clears throat> all done in one movie. Mm. Yep. And so when it wasn't, I was like, I felt like I was extorted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I paid full price to see mm-hmm. the full movie and mm-hmm. oops, sorry, you're only going to get half of it. But that's, you know, just not. That's, uh, that's a very legitimate feeling um, because for me, not having any context, which I hated, um, I hated not having read the book and gone into this with like any pre-knowledge. I finished my first viewing of the movie going, oh, so this this is clearly supposed to be like multiple <laughs> movies. Yeah. I did not know this. Right. I, I, I had that same feeling of feeling cheated of like a full a fuller movie. Not that what was there wasn't good, um, but right. there was an expectation that I had going in thinking like this is complete and it's even not having read the books it so clearly wasn't complete and the movie was still a couple over a couple hours long right exactly so that's so that's what lent me the impression that i was going to be getting like a fuller right you know content wise movie and partially joking but it did get so repetitive when you'd have his visions and mm-hmm. I, I, I disparaged them and called them dream ballets. Like, <laughs> why, why do we have so many slow motion shots of her dancing across the sand? If it would have been played in normal time, we would have seen the whole movie and there had been time to finish the whole movie at the end. It could turn into a three-hour movie and I already got my money's worth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the pacing for me uh, was uh, not good. It didn't need all the visions, uh, the dream ballets. Uh, so, like John, I think I would benefit from a second viewing mm. of the movie. Yes. Um, I, I can invest another two hours and 35 minutes. Thank you, Alan, for telling <laughs> me the runtime to see it again. And if I see it at home, I can fast forward mm-hmm. the dream ballets <laughs> and then that'll be that it'll be even less time. It'll be mm-hmm. maybe under two hours long. So, so maybe you'll so. appreciate the craft of the ballet. Uh, <laughs> second time. Get some new moves. In yeah. There. New ballet moves. Um, uh, I have, a, I have a, your favorite ballet queued up. So <laughs> play when that like, goes and you mute some the swan. Lake. And, at, yeah. at one point, didn't you say, is she ever going to talk? No, I didn't. I didn't actually. <laughs> I I have to say I felt that way. I I felt misled from what trailers I did see about Dune that Zendaya was going to be like a bigger part of this movie. And then I was like, she ever like popping in here like other than mm. the dreams? But again, that was like my first viewing and not knowing that this wasn't going to be like a full, you know, yeah. 
whole movie rather than like i mean it was a full movie but it's so clearly a setup for other movies that you know it's when you no saw way. the empire strikes back did you know it'd be a two-year wait off a cliffhanger no you didn't well, that you was didn't a middle that. movie i, I yeah, already knew it was a middle like, movie but it was <laughs> a cliffhanger was like it was more. not done it was but, it, but i didn't go into this movie knowing like yeah. It's part of something that's not, more, that's like not Empire a fair Strikes. Job. Yeah, <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. It's so clearly like sandwiched in the middle of something, or or multiple somethings. Like I didn't know at that point it was for sure a trilogy, but you know what I mean. Like yeah, it usually is the second one that leaves off like that. It would be uh, I think the Matrix as well or whatever. You know, it's mm -hmm. it, the and it comes from I'm sure the idea that. You don't know if you're getting a sequel, which clearly they didn't hear, which was which was, you know, I will I will agree with you guys in the sense that um, they to me, this felt like something that should have all been shot at once. I want the mm -hmm. Lord of the Rings treatment here. I want yeah. these people to disappear for a decade to shoot <laughs> this epic. <Yeah. laughs> I, I, I guess it didn't affect me in the same way because I knew there were so many books. So mm -hmm. I is like, well, if this is if this is going to be a thing, it's not going to be one film. Now, you could expect the first book to be one movie. Yeah, the but one I'm like, it's definitely, Yeah, <laughs> I know. but, you know, with, I'm so down on Star Wars. The, the thing that when I saw this initial, I'm like, yes, give me a replacement science fiction epic. Like, I want the I want the thing now. I want the real thing to grab my imagination like Star Wars has failed to do in so long. And so I was ready for multiple films, long run times, years to come. And that's what I was expecting from it. So I would have been mm -hmm. disappointed if it's like, yep, we wrap this all up in one and, you know, well, no and sequel be, coming. And To be fair, I'm not saying like wrap it all up in one. I just expected yeah. more content in this. Yeah. It, I mean, felt, what if it just... felt a little light. What if they had just called it Dune Part One? I would. It would have been a totally Literally different mindset Dune going part in. One. Yeah. Seriously, I, I, or made it clear in some sort of fashion that this was Part One of multiples, and I think I would have gone in with a different mindset because, on a second viewing, that was one of the things that improved for me. I wasn't expecting so much mm -hmm. out of the movie that, and I clearly knew this time that it was a setup for more that I could appreciate what was happening instead of like wondering if there was more coming. Plus there's also some major characters that didn't show up in this mm -hmm. movie that are in the original movie or that are in the book. Mm -hmm. So with them not even being introduced, I was always strung along like, well, so-and-so has got to show up anytime now. Like, Oh, yep. nope. We're just, uh, moonwalking through the desert and just because you got to do your ministry of silly walks or the worms will get you uh, i'm being yeah. really really mean to this movie and i only have two major complaints i've already voiced them the good parts movie's gorgeous like john said he wanted to see an epic he wanted to see science fiction with a lot of uh, imagination, and this movie has it uh, all the way. Uh, mm -hmm. It is uh, wonderful settings, amazing uh, 
decorations, the, the ships, all the ships. Um, and, and going on the source material where they're talking about <laughs> how to live in a desert. And now George Lucas was influenced by Dune. There's no yeah. question. But unfortunately, uh, Ray and her outfit uh, was not influenced by how to <laughs> live in the desert. <laughs> yeah. So uh you remember when i when that wait you remember when the force awakens came out and i was kind of positive on it and you're like but ray would not wear that in the <laughs> desert like it's so she's got her cute like little Kylo booties and... so whiny whiny yeah. and stuff it's like completely flipped now i mean completely flipped but so part of that is you look at dune Mm-hmm. we're yeah. living in a crazy desert planet we have to wear this special gear we yeah. need you know breathing apparatus like yes this is how you live on a desert planet nope she went to american eagle and got some cute cutie little boots and some uh, <laughs> what, are, what are those <laughs> Versa, i should shop please. at american eagle i i'm kind of down with, with the look i'm gonna and i <laughs> That's pick just that it. Up. it was a great look yeah yeah uh, not practical loved it but it it like it's she wouldn't food. actually survive yeah. in a desert wearing that. Holy crow, her sh- shoulders would have been burned Just, off. Like nobody right. who lives in the desert. Right. Yeah. No, I understand. I understand. And that's one thing I appreciate about this movie is that uh, to me, it's taking. We were talking about this in the last episode where I feel like there isn't, uh, we're getting a rush of things um, because, largely because of streaming services, you know, so they have a little bit lower budgets or whatever, a little more cautious with special effects or whatever and it's a rash of shows that are feel very young adult just because of their like it's that feels made for tv yet it's a little everybody's too porcelain it's a little too clean it's a little the special effects aren't quite as good and i'm getting this vibe from wheel of time i you know get this from shadow and bone it doesn't feel serious enough and as much as i might like it when there's so much of this content, it's like, yeah, let's get all this science fiction and fantasy content out here now. But if it's not taken with the same kind of seriousness, I almost have this from Foundation from Apple as well. Um, mm. There's something of this. So when I see something like Game of Thrones or now in my mind, Dune, that really feels real. And like, you know, it, the difference would be in Game of Thrones, Sansa is gorgeous, of course, but she wears things that get dirty or her hair is a little not perfect. She's not like in a glamour shot all the time. Yeah, she's She'll gritty. Be, it's a cold environment. Yeah. And then Shadow and Bone, it'd be like immaculate all the time. And I'm I'm kind of tired of that sort of thing. And so when I saw Dune, I just I don't know. There is a authenticity about this film. They're really mm-hmm. taking it serious. It's like no, you know no expense spared kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate it because I haven't found that anywhere else in a long time. Yeah, I I think to be fair, Shadow and Bone and Foundation have pieces of that. Um, specifically, like when you said like Shadow and Bone is too clean. I agree in the second half of the series, it's very clean. Um, in the first half, when they're sort of like armying it up, People are muddy and, you know, you they, they got yeah. smears and Mal's got, you know, crap all over his boots because he's been out tracking and whatnot. And then when we sort of like enter the the Grisha environment and 
and um, everybody gets to be like cleaned up and royal. Yeah, I, I, I definitely feel what you're saying. Like everybody's suddenly like in some glamour shots and we have luminous skin and whatever. Um, and foundation, definitely there's there's elements of, of that, um, especially when you think of um, – Oh my gosh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna think of like Lee Pace and his whole like dusk right. oh, yeah. dawn day yeah. brotherhood. Right. Um they they are perfect and beautiful and gorgeous. And then you like get to like the actual exile, and there are I think some elements of again like what Dune is getting at, where they're living on this like really horrendously inhospitable planet, and the gear they have seems more appropriate to existence on terminus i think is the the planet um it's uh, it's sort of vaguely dune like where oh, they've got you know like the whole suit. yeah in right in foundation yeah yeah in foundation sorry i'm like jumping um so they they've got element they've got like that yeah over here it's everything's too clean and pretty and over here on the planet everything seems you know or some things seem like more plausible you know nobody's existing in their like you know tank tops and you know cute little buns and, and and trying to be on terminus like we can survive this is fine but dune feels like it's got it all together you know yeah, like every aspect dune feel real it, it felt real at the same yeah. time it didn't pull any science fiction punches yeah like it didn't that's, it didn't pull punches on weirdness it still yeah. had that but it felt real yeah, that's what I think I'm trying to get at is that like throughout the whole movie, everything mm -hmm. felt of the same universe. It wasn't like half YA glamour shots, half like, oh, OK, you did this very realistically. Mm -hmm. And I I love as well the. Um, uh, I completely blanked someone else. Another thought. I completely lost my train of thought. Okay. The casting. <laughs> casting. OK, so. Big stars. Sometimes that's a uh, problem. You mm -hmm. know, sometimes it's spend a lot of money on the cast and it's not worth it. Oh, you're um, right. With but, solo, right? Like you get the known actors, and yep. uh, it's Woody Harrelson. You're like, but it's Woody Harrelson, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this I mean, in Star Wars, that's Woody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's a, a to a lesser extent, but. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's common in, like, romantic comedies. Or, you know, it works sometimes, like, Knives Out. Big cast. But yeah. the movie's great, you know? Not lucky, it just, yeah. Sometimes it seems like the gimmick to mm -hmm. get everybody in is all these big names. And then it's, it's uh, the rest of the movie's not able it's to. A, it's, a, it's a thin line where if there's an actor who always plays themselves or like maybe they can only go one or two directions as long as you like what they're bringing to the table it's it's not um distracting um so if we've got you know batista dave batista right in <clears throat> guardians of the galaxy that's fine or if he's in the zombie movie and and he's still like mm -hmm. the tough angry guy that's fine um and now <clears throat> he's in uh, dune and he's still the same character. I don't mind because that character that's character appropriate for each movie. And I like Dave Batista. I like Woody Harrelson and a lot of things, but he just didn't work for me at all in solo. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. And then you've got uh Oscar Isaac, um, 
from you know, Star Wars, Poe, not even close to being one of my favorite um, Star Wars characters, mm-hmm. but I got his Dune action figure right here. There he is. Nice. Like, oh, wait, everybody. That's yeah. not Dune. <laughs> Night. Coming out soon. <laughs> MCU. It all comes sneaky, back. Sneaky, sneaky. I'm yep. not trying to say like I'm a fan of Moon Knight or anything and you know, <laughs> looking forward to I, that Marvel property coming out in any way. But uh, I, I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to us disagreeing heartily on that yeah. show for some reason. I mean, I'm hoping it can be one that we both, uh, you know, is up to all your expectations. And yep, yep. I have impossibly high expectations for, yeah. you know, so going back to your uh, original or earlier statement about Eternals. Eternals was a comic book that was published over a number of years. Mm -hmm. So in order to sustain that subscription for that amount of time, there was a core audience. And I don't want to be dismissive of that audience. And it could could have been a readership of several hundred thousand, tens of thousands. I don't know the numbers for that. But whatever the number was, those people existed and those characters meant something to those people. And without those people... There wouldn't have been a continuation of Eternals Volume 2, Eternals in uh, comic books, video games, cartoons, and now feature-length movie. And I haven't heard an outcry from that demographic about how they're upset that their favorite character growing up is now someone of a different gender or a different um, race. Uh, or sexual orientation, uh, but their complaints are justified because this is you know what they grew up with, and if it wasn't for them, then there wouldn't be the uh, Eternals movie now. They just wouldn't. You're standing on the shoulders of giants again. Mm-hmm. So for me, and the few people who loved Moon Knight from the beginning, from you know the late '70s into the into the early '80s. That character was radically different than he is portrayed now in the comics. So I have a great trepidation. I have a nervous energy. I can't wait to see him. I don't know what he's going to look like in his costume on mm-hmm. camera. And worst of all, I don't know how he's going to be portrayed. Like, is, is he yep. going to be... You know, crime fighter, or is he going to be, you know, a well, nutcase, right? And, and that's the thing. It, it really, it really depends on who's, you know, who's the writer and uh, conceptualizing this. And I think with with Dune, that's a good example why I think that to me, I haven't heard outcrying on Dune either because mm-hmm. I've listened now since seeing it. Um, the about the director talking about a lot and being a fan since he was a teenager and so caring about the source material so much i think shows through and so even if he has to has to change things um it's if it's always in the the mindset of being true to the source and and marvel i think is starting to get that wrong they're starting to hire people that don't care at all about the source they're not fans of the source they don't know anything about the source and so they just it's just a pet project to say what they want and do what they want with a with an IP, um, and so that was another thing that I appreciated about Dune was mm-hmm. the 
the seeming um, appreciation and reverence for the source. They, uh, he also has an escape, though, John, where now that we know that it's only one of two, anything he left out, we can just, well, I'm sure he'll include in, in the second movie. Well, right? and that's definitely going to be, I mean, but that's, you know, when you watch Lord of the Rings, it's, just, uh, it's just a similar idea where, yeah. you know, we needed, we judge the movies individually, but they are a whole. And right. fortunately, they're all good. Um, but that can often not be the case. Mm -hmm. And so you're saying this is one of two. What if this is one of three? We don't know. You might be this a cliffhanger on the next one. And they, and they like to drag out their movies the into Hobbit as many movies. parts as possible. Yeah. <laughs> so. The Hobbit was the shortest book of all. And it got to yeah. be three movies, right? Exactly. <clears throat> um, this could never be I'm over. Just, I'm just saying with Dune, there's a built-in hall pass where yes. we didn't include this in the source material, but man, we'll get to that, right? You know, we're going to mm -hmm. introduce that character. We're going to introduce that, uh, that house. We're going to um, delve more into what the spice does and the space travel. Is this, right a, now, is this a, is this a problem where we're, uh, this is something that should have been made into an HBO show? I think it would have benefited from it. Sure. Um, like what Martin was saying when Game of Thrones first came out was he could either do each book as a three hour film or a 10 one hour episodes. And if you've got 10 hours to talk about each book, yeah, you mm -hmm. can. And, and the, so many characters and so many different you know cities and, uh, realms, uh, continents, for for that matter. It gives you more opportunity to showcase more of what's in the book and not have to make cuts and sacrifices. <clears throat> so, if it's done with a comparable budget over ten hours, I and you know you're doing more than just the the first book, then it may have been better served. Uh, mm -hmm. on, on HBO, but dude, seeing it but in the it theater, almost, like exactly almost never does anything. the, um, it doesn't have the budget. I mean, if you're going to, how are you going to invest that much money into a story that's spread out over 10 episodes? Um, they're worried about doing one movie that's right. two and a half hours and they didn't want to green light the next one until they knew this one was going to do. Okay. So, so that was always the thing with Game of Thrones. They're saving their budget for that like penultimate episode of the season where they can have a big battle. They can show a dragon because despite being one of the biggest shows ever, still had to deal with budget constraints. And um, well, I don't I don't feel that in in this kind of movie. I never felt but like to push what? back on that a little bit. I mean. Check the money that Amazon is throwing at this new Lord of the Rings. It is insane. I know. And, and this is going to show why money doesn't solve everything because uh, it's going to be trash. And, um, but yeah, no, that's true. I mean, they, they, someone saying, could like, choose to change someone, this. They could yeah, choose to take the risk. Yeah. And yes. Absolutely. And someone may still, I mean, who knows, like if this, if this ends up being part one of two, but there's clamor for more, who knows if it's going to keep being 
movies if they're going to be like, nope, like this is just too big. Maybe this is going to be the next Game of Thrones and we should just move it to TV. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know that that's I, true, and I don't know that that's not true. I would say with going back to Game of Thrones that I never felt like they were like it was entertaining throughout, you know, with characters and <clears throat> even like the the smaller battles that uh, I never felt like they were like holding back. In fact, there was one mm-hmm. episode that I was like, "This is really good. This is really good." Like this is another A A plus episode, and then oh, it's like they had an extra twenty minutes and an extra million dollars, and they said now we're going to show Hard Home, and that's when yeah. oh my god the the White Walkers showed up and they had the crazy battle uh, in the snow and there were zombies at the gates. Plug for my book, and uh, <laughs> it was oh it went like this is a great episode to this is like my favorite episode ever. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and there's there's benefits to the constraints as well. I'm just saying they would have done things differently. I mean, always, of course, you have more money and you do more. I've mm-hmm. they've talked right. about like needing right. to save that money for the certain battle scenes, you know, like Our for the season yeah. it'd be the bit, yeah, there'd be the special effects heavy things, and that was fine because that's to me not what made the show so great. What made the show so great was. Tywin and the Queen of Thorns yep. getting in it, you know, uh, and those discussions and the the plotting and stuff. So it wasn't. Yeah. So it was fine. You know, so even even Star Wars, they wanted more money, you know, and everything they go is, you know, when you people are forced to go practical as opposed to, to digital or something, you know, but I don't know. Money doesn't like, make it everything. Like Transformers Wars, is tons of money, you know. Yeah, right. I was gonna say I feel like Star Wars could have used a dose of maybe some practicality and and budget cutting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Not not OG to be fair. I'm just talking about the newer ones. Yep. Um, I also really like the soundtrack. I haven't gotten to. I was tried listening to the soundtrack in the tractor, but it's too noisy. So I uh, I'm waiting to put on my good headphones and listen through the soundtrack because there were moments in there that really reminded me of like I was wondering if they were trying to make a callback to Planet of the Apes. Some of the really like the original Planet of the Apes, oh, wow. a lot of just like okay. drums, just like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And um, I don't know. That's what I thought of when I saw this. It's like. Talk about another sci fi classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. um. So, um, with as it pertains to the book, do you feel it's it? Are we getting the right feel from this? Does this feel like Dune? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. I think it's hitting all the right notes. Um, but I, I'm just worried about people who haven't read the book. Are you like completely lost? Yes. Right. I mean, but that's, I that's love what- it. So but, I, and I don't the dream ballet <laughs> and then a little more, you know, exposition. Right. Sure. <laughs> well, that see, was... and, and see, I hate being like left in the dark. So I, I hated that upon my first viewing of like, and I, and I typically don't mind being thrown in the middle in movies because that's, that's so much of like modern movie making is like, let's throw you in a situation and sort of like dig our way out and like give you pieces as we go. This felt like so much to me that it was really hard. My first viewing. And then my second viewing, 
I just like, it was just so much more relaxing to watch knowing what little I knew watching it more in depth with Chris and like explaining things that he had missed on his first viewing of the show and me being like, I have the knowledge now. Like I can at least give you, you know, the pieces that I've gleaned um, and the extra stuff that I'm picking up upon my second viewing. It was so much more comforting to watch a second time. Yeah, I loved it. I, to me, it was, I, I always like being thrown in the middle, um, in the mix of it. Uh, there's no handholding. I think exposition is one of the things that destroys. Uh, it's, it's one of the biggest weak points of anime, for sure. Mm-hmm. Number of Star Wars films. A lot of things are destroyed by exposition. I remember in college, um, it's funny because it's another George Lucas movie, talking about how, how to properly do exposition. And one of their examples was Rare as the Lost Ark. You set your audience in the shoes of people that don't know and you have the expert indie explain it to those people Mm -hmm. uh that don't know on screen so it's not so it's a reason to explain something Mm -hmm. to an audience and so he's like sitting and explaining the arc or whatever to two people that would have no idea and then thus filling in the audience as well Mm-hmm. And so you can do that well, but a lot of times they don't. Then you skip to yeah. uh, the third Star Wars episode three, and they're at the beginning on the ship, and just Anakin and Obi Wan are telling each other that things that they would obviously know, but it's for the benefit of the audience, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. really lazy and, and awkward. So, yes, there's things I didn't understand with this, but it just made me curious. It makes me want to see it again. It makes me want to know yeah. more. To me. When I'm writing a D&D campaign, the most exciting thing is to write something and just know that there's a lot more behind it. Sure. And then, but I don't know what that is yet even. I haven't come up with it yet. And so in this, when I don't even know, don't know the history of the families, I don't mm-hmm. understand the structure of the government and like the, the power struggles that are going mm-hmm. on there exactly. I don't, but I want to know. Mm-hmm. And it makes, me, it makes me curious in this uh, and interested in this world. To be fair, also, I some of my like missing things upon my first viewing, I think wasn't helped. I watched this on HBO Max and I had wild troubles um, with audio very like variation, like volume was just like there were parts that were quiet and then followed by like very loud parts. So I would turn it down and then I'd be missing like some sort of like whisper talk. There's only so many times you feel like you want to rewind to catch something. Without you can put on like the I'm, subtitles, yeah. I'm, yeah. No, I'm that happened losing... in the movie too. That happened I, in the movie theater too. It was, like, it was are, really are hard. Are we really old? Is, there, is it? A, do we, do we I, need to get the hearing impaired? And like, I didn't want to all the time interrupt the flow of the movie to like rewind it back. So like, again, my second viewing, I was like, oh, I get, I'm getting more of like, because I'm anticipating our like volume changes, so I could be ready for like, oh, this is gonna be a really quiet part. Here comes that like crazy, you know, music when he's in the desert and like having, you know, a moment and we're about to fight and like the dream, you know, the orchestra's, yeah, the orchestra's coming. Um, and I know. So there was a lot easier to like pick up some of the pieces and I didn't feel quite as bereft of information as I did. Why did you buy a new soundbar if you're just going to turn it down when it gets to the dramatic parts? (laughs) That was for Chris's special time. We've been through this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just, I mean, for, uh, 
future reference because certainly with a baby around or it's something is late night or whatever. I know on Apple TV and usually most devices, you can set to set your sounds to be compressed, set it to be okay. flattened. And so it's going to remove the dynamic range and make it like a, a old television show. And so you can watch something and you don't get that those quiet moments and then the big bang, but you can right. hear it all and maintain the volume okay. level. So I, I have a similar issue where like the sometimes the music of the movie is like crazy loud. And then you have like the dialogue and you're like, Oh, they're, they're whispering to each other. Can't, can't hear what the hell you're saying. So then you turn it up the whispers and then. Yep. It's because it's designed. And I, I understand, but it's designed to be experienced. And that's why you're saying you go in the theater or whatever. Right. Even though you still have some of those problems. It's designed to turn up. So the whispers, you can just hear the normal dialogues pretty loud. And then the big bangs are freaking loud like body sensations yeah yeah but then that but doesn't home, accommodate doesn't everybody's quite... situation you know, yeah it just did it. not quite so work out turn off <laughs> dynamic range you know lower that if you want so i didn't love the fight scenes i thought to me uh i'm a big fan of the director i think everything he's done so far that i've seen is beautiful mm -hmm. but um i don't know who the stunt coordinator was or whatever but i was not particularly convinced that our protagonist here was this amazing combatant Capable. and yeah that was kind of a thing for me one of my gripes you mean like final yeah his, his oh, to like the, the final showdown versus the yeah, the guy I mean, who's been living just... on the mur he's been living on the desert murder planet his whole life and exactly. he can't handle a, a kid with a These sword guys, Momoa's right. like yeah. these guys fight like animals. They're so crazy and skilled. I have such respect for him. He's supposed to be one of the best fighters around. And this scrawny kid comes in here and wipes the floor. Now, you wouldn't need to convince me earlier in the training with Thanos to, uh, you know, <laughs> that he was really proficient. And I just, it needed more that was the least believable moment for me sure um yeah. i yeah no it was really i felt very two ways about that fight it was very like believable when um you know like the leader of the the Furman was like is he playing with this guy is he toying with him and his mom was like he's never killed a man and i was like super believable like he's you know yeah, sure. very yeah. hesitant to like actually do anything but then yeah like besting besting his combatant um that was a little like oh well that just seemed pretty it, easy considering everybody was like no no this yep. kid can't do it you're gonna die kid it should have been a more anime kind of moment where it's like he sir he wins but it's kind of by chance you know yeah. it's a uh, trips on a rock falls wrong he gets you know he gets something to give him the advantage and he like it's one of those things where it makes your hero uh, extra fallible mm -hmm. where you like, you know, he's progressing and doing these great things, but it's not all by his, mm -hmm. uh, his prowess. It's like Harry Potter won't get anywhere without Hermione. You know, it's mm -hmm. those kinds of things where, or there's some luck involved. I don't know. Yeah. The fight Something else felt, need to make it more believable to me. The fight felt very clean. Um, it wasn't like a struggle. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like even even yeah, in his they... fight with Josh yeah. Brolin, where he's like in training and, you know, he's like struggling. You know, they have like a moment of like, oh, I finally got him. Oh, I got you, too. Like there's a very real like I'm exerting effort. And Timothy Chalamet didn't even feel like he was putting forth that much of an effort in this fight. Right. All right. Well, we're at we're past we're past ninety minutes. Uh, I can uh, if there's if there's more things we have to say on Dune, I'm certainly welcome to go into it. I feel like it's something that could be talked about a lot. If there's if we uh, if you guys feel like you've gotten off your chest what you need to say about this film, I have not. You have not. I, okay. We've gone this entire time without me bringing up <laughs> Stellan Skarsgård's performance as oh, yeah. a fat floaty vampire. <laughs> And yeah. I just, I just can't like, that was real tough for me. Oh, I not love that, it. I love not it. That his, not that he wasn't like a great antagonist and that he did, he okay. wasn't well cast as like, you know, the Duke. No, you see the Duke. He's the Baron. Sorry. Yeah. The Duke is, yeah. is Oscar Isaac. He's the Baron of House Harkonnen and like was greedy and nasty. And I totally, whoops. Whoa. I'm so, I'm so like upset. You're shaking I moved the my house. <laughs> Um, oh my god so yeah so i i dug it all until like he floated up in a cone of light and he also floated up to the ceiling to escape oscar isaac's poison gas and i was like no 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 this is something you can't just like have somebody do and not explain to me because you needed his backstory uh, yeah you my really friend did who didn't read the book? He's like, why? Why is that guy floating? I'm like, it's a long story. Yeah, but but doesn't it? Isn't it? I don't know. It to me, it added an element of some things you can accept. Uh, it would. Yeah. Yeah. It was tough. Everything like, I, I, everything else felt so realistic, or the technology felt so grounded, and this was just a guy like who can somehow float when nobody else can. So, to my understanding, it's like a belt that he wears to but like allow I him that. to walk. Was that yeah. in the movie? Was that in the movie? No. Where yeah. did you get I, that, John? I, I, I was listening to interviews. <laughs> See, now John. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was Alan. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Like if, if you don't have that information. But, but I didn't have if, it when I watched the movie, and I didn't care. It oh, was I totally added cared. later. Well, I super cared. Yeah. Just Cause. just because I felt like it was so, especially when he was like doing it for one of the first times and he just like floats up in that that beam of light where they're in the like silence cone. It just felt off, like visually there was no reason to do it. You know, even his like stuck to the but ceiling thing was like, at least I'm trying no to escape. To do it, but again, the backstory is is lacking. Yeah, it was just a the, really tough moment. Yeah. I just loved it visually. Uh, yes. I yep. loved it visually. There I'm, are... Uh, eye candy. Uh, eye candy. Okay, we have very different definitions of eye candy because eye candy to me is Jason Momoa. Okay, okay. Not well, Stellan Skarsgård. At least yeah, in this movie. At least okay. as like a, you know, okay. corpulent, balding... Chalky Baron. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Such a messy eater. Right. Yeah. <laughs> messy eater. Yeah. Oh. I was actually a little disappointed by the uh, explanation behind it because to, one of my, my favorite manga is 
blam and it's way 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 in the future and one thing mm -hmm. i love about it is that humans are can be quite different than what they are today you know mm -hmm. and there's there's synthetics and there's all different things or whatever and going into it outside of you like why is this one person like eight feet tall and mm -hmm. someone else is four feet tall and another person can like you know pull things out of their body and like different core it, like you don't it's so foreign, but it's to me, it's like, wow, look how humans have advanced, evolved, changed themselves over millennia. And to me with Dune, I'm like, who knows what we have in however many thousands of years. And to me, it excited me that we have people, humans that aren't really human. Any, they're not how we think of humans anymore. And so mm -hmm. I was thinking this was like an innate ability or something weird or like some mutation or something done you know yeah exactly like the voice yes um and so that excited me adding a like when the fantasy and science fiction can kind of mm -hmm. start blending because the advancement of of civilization has gone so far mm -hmm. but yeah i don't know why to me it seemed like these you know like the the ability to like float around in the air uh, versus like having something like the voice felt so different, whereas the voice felt somewhat grounded in well, some sort of like the voice possibility. is from the Bene Gesserit, and it's it's a sect and sure. they're called witches, and right. so with that you you can accept things. Yeah. Whereas yep. here you have you know the Baron, no context. no context, and just out of the blue, oh he he floats like a blimp, right? Just yep. coming up. <laughs> yep so yep. it's like i yep. said it, I, I don't know if maybe it would have like i don't know made more sense to me because you know when when um the duke is trying to poison him and he like is able to like get up in a way i was like well at least there's a reason that this is happening and like in the first it was just like cool like you, know you do you everyone forgets when they're talking about either people, space, you know, traveling in space or something like that, or all this stuff, they always take for granted that we're literally able to control gravity because you're in mm -hmm. space on a ship and you can walk sure. around like normal. So to me, the assumption I was like, well, if you can control and manipulate gravity to create it, you can obviously lessen it, increase it, whatever, you know, with different, different varying devices and whatever maybe i just needed like a quick like that's what we did or somebody else doing it you know or like oh this is like super rare to be able to you know have like a personal they have bad exposition and they'll be like oh you here you are floating again thanks to your cybernetic <laughs> suspenders you don't you don't have to tell you can show right you know, the, I, the press horrible a button. right you know, yeah. do do something. I don't know. I just I needed something. Yeah. There. Okay. I'll 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 take the criticism. I'll <laughs> I'll seed the point. So, all right. How about you, Pete? Any uh any final remarks? Things you have not uh gotten off your chest or discussed that uh, must be said here? Uh, Jason Momoa's beard. I was just gonna say, gotten off your chest, <laughs> gotten off your face, like Jason Momoa's beard. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, I've always been a fan of the uh, Jason Momoa bearded, beardless Momoa. Again, you got to explain it. <laughs> <You know. laughs> Where'd it go? Why'd it come back? I love it. Sam's yeah, it was, beard it, is less preferred, yes. It went through several phases. It was like beard, 
some cleaned up stuff. Oh, we got a goatee. Nothing. I mean, but that's like, that's, that's real. You know, when I'm, I have a pretty, I was getting a pretty big beard a while back. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you shave it off, you got to try stuff. So maybe you play with this for a few days and I play with that for a few days. Maybe it's like a Samson and Delilah thing. He like shaved his beard and spoiler alert, loses his fight. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Loses I, his strength. Well, I went when I shaved my beard up, I went with giant mutton chops because Ashley's all like, oh, mutton chops are cool now because of Bridgerton. <laughs> And oh, true. Like, oh, true. here's here's the mutton chops. And uh, <laughs> no, I guess it doesn't. She's like, you have to wear the old timey clothes, too. You can't just wear normal clothes and then have mutton chops. I see. <laughs> Got it. Oh my God, the fashion police are strong <laughs> in your house. I was going to say, so many, so many pieces, so many elements. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You could say, just a whole new John. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. All right. So Yeah, overall loading. I mean overall yeah. I wanna I wanna say like I I came away from Dune very positive. Um I did enjoy the film. Um there were just there were just some things missing upon a first viewing that I actually really felt better about after watching it a second time. And I can't imagine anybody else who has seen it wouldn't enjoy it a second viewing as well. Yeah. I, I even said that the movie will get better with age for me as well. Mm -hmm. The the initial like just that feeling of deception that it's a it's one book, two movies mm -hmm. at least, maybe more, um, and then just the slow pacing of it. But I I can't knock it for you know what it did, what it showed, and mm -hmm. compared to what I recall from the source material was excellent in the visuals, yeah. the the acting. Um, there's a pretty, uh, gruesome story behind, uh, the floating Baron. So, um, it would have been nice to see that, hear that flashback that, um, and yeah. So we'll anyway. hope they don't let us down in the future. Indeed. They got a lot of riding on them to, for, uh, explanations and, and, and context and, We'll see what yeah. they manage. They, they, they don't need to tell. They can show, right? Right. And it'll be fun. Yep. Well, I don't want to be too exceptionally glowing. I just have to say that I, it was what I was looking for. It was what yeah. I was looking yeah. for in a movie. Something that really Absolutely. shows me the scale, the cinematography, the intrigue, uh, the world building, mm -hmm. all the things. And I haven't wanted to like, haven't thought about shooting any sort of like creative fiction for a long time. And this movie kind of re energized uh, me that way. So like I oh. have that to, to thank for this movie yeah. to thank for that. So, so yeah. So I look forward to seeing you all on set whenever we figure out something <laughs> to make. and, uh, and yeah, but all right. Well, that was Dune, uh, 2021. Um, Peter, thanks for jumping in and thanks for inviting uh, me joining back. us. Yeah, had a lot of fun. Always fun. Why don't you uh, plug anything you'd like, tell people where they could find you, all that sort of thing? Oh, if you are interested in uh, science fiction, fantasy, horror, uh, short stories, I've got uh, four collections. You can find me on Amazon.com. 
Let's look up Peter J. Gilbertson. I got uh, Zombies at the Gates. I've got uh, Vampire Autopsy and uh, a couple others that I think you'll all really enjoy. I think Vampire Autopsy is the best. I think. <laughs> Well, uh, we'll we'll let we'll let my uh, my my audience uh, decide. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Comment right. below. Yeah, right. I will try to remember to put uh, some links in the YouTube uh, oh, comments cool. for yep. if people um, don't remember something while they listen to this. Check below. Um, I mean, Andrea, we usually don't have anything to plug, but is there something? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, unfortunately. Just us. You know, yeah. Like us, follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, our website. I'm not going to steal your whole spiel, John, but just no, it's uh, fine. Yeah. You know, leave reviews, uh, follow us in your favorite podcast directory. Um, reviews there help for sure, mm -hmm. and other people finding us. Um, we have lots of opinions. I'm sure you have other ones, so let us know what they are. That's uh, that's cool. We can have a discussion. That's been Popcast on the Rocks, episode 82. Just before we go, I want to thank uh, Killing the Flower for our theme song. You can check them out on YouTube, Instagram, and um, uh, Spotify. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my brother-in-law, Lucas333, that's Lucas with a K. You can find him on Twitch, usually streaming Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. So check that out as well. Otherwise, um, that's the show. Thanks, guys, for, for joining me once again. Thank you. And if any yellow soda providers out there want to sponsor the show, we'd be happy to get some refills. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Thanks for having us, John. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. <laughs>